Welcome to Your Money Counts, a podcast brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank. Today, we're going to continue our fraud series with a discussion about an experience we've all had with a certain Nigerian prince, a phishing scam. Before we dive in today's topic, we're going to get to know your banker. If you could introduce yourself and tell us what emoji you use most while texting. My name is Lisa Lopez. I'm Senior Vice President of Deposit Operations at Marquette Savings Bank. And I guess the emoji I use the most is the cool little guy with the shades on and probably a sunshine. Very chill. <laughs> I'm Scott Schaefer. I'm Assistant Vice President and Information Security Manager. Um, one of my favorite emojis I use a lot, to friends anyway, is the eye-rolling emoji. Um, but also, I'm smart enough to my wife would be the kissy face emoji. Good. No. I don't want to get you know I'm smarter That's, than keep, that. Keep that in your back pocket. That's a good choice. <laughs> Always have that ready. Um, I'm a very 100 guy. I let people know that absolutely 100. percent That's my confirmation. Um, well, uh, my yo, know, my my first question is to you, Scott. Uh, could you just right out of the gate explain what is phishing? Sure. Uh, phishing is basically just like it sounds. Um, it is an attempt to send an email to a person or a group of people. Usually it's a large group of people. Um, and it's just like it sounds. They're throwing that cast out there and they're hoping someone bites on it. Um, and what their attempt to do is to either gain access to your PC or gain personal information from you. Um, and it's a very, very common thing today. Um, and it just seems to be growing more and more every day. So it's just uh, they're throwing a lure out there and they're seeing, ah, what will you send me? What information can I get out of you? And, and yeah, and that's exactly it, you know, if, and their attempt to send, you know, say they might send a thousand emails out. If they get three people, that's a successful day for them. Um, and, you know, as, as some people might think how obvious some of them are, there are people that do fall for them that don't have the knowledge or don't have the capabilities to really understand what is happening. So when this person's sitting there and they're sending a thousand emails out a day, they're hoping to get three, um, what is their goal? Well, their, their first main goal would either be, uh, depending on the type of phishing attempt it is, um, would be either A, to get you to click a link, which is going to infect your computer in one way or another, um, and where they can remote in, or install Keylogger to get your passwords to other uh, sites with credentials, um, or the other would be just to gain information from you, um, portraying to be someone else, um, to gain that little bit of information that could help them uh, complete an identity theft so some, process. Sometimes they're looking to get the information from you. You write it down and send it to them. Sometimes they're looking to get you to do something that will enable them to watch and look for the information indirectly. Right. Look at it themselves. So uh, I guess how do these work, right? So what? Or when they send that email, what is in the email? How, how do they persuade me to do something that obviously I, I wouldn't do if I understood it? I would say the biggest one um, that I see anyway uh, would be scareware, they call it. Um, they're going to attempt to scare you into clicking that link or answering that email. Um, they do this in uh, different ways. Uh, it could be from a variety of different uh, places or pretending to be that place. Um, a big one, of course, is like portraying to be from a bank. They're going to say, if you don't you know, respond to this immediately, your debit card or credit card will be shut down. And of course, the person thinks, I need my debit card tonight. I'm going to answer this. Um, so there's, there's definitely that. Um, it's a very, very high, high tactic pressure system. They would, they really want to put the pressure onto you. 
Um, so you don't have that time to really think and really fully process what's happening. I think I've seen the, yeah, okay. So like twice a day, I get an email that tells me my Netflix is about to expire. I need to update my payment details. Now, I know that that doesn't actually happen twice a day. Um, so that's exactly like, oh, well, I want to watch Netflix tonight. Yeah, sure. I got to like enter my my new credit card or whatever I'm using as a payment. And then you just gave that away. Right, exactly. And that's another one as well is an, an, another one you see a lot of is uh, portraying to be UPS or FedEx saying, hey, we tried to do, you know attempt to deliver you this package, um, but we can't get it. I need you to update this information. Um, and a lot of times after I speak to the people after it happened, they're not even expecting a package, but they're just like, you know, I want that package. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know FedEx. Like that seems legitimate. Well, um, you know, uh, Lisa, how are, are phishing attempts limited just to emails? Is this, is we, whenever we say phishing, do we always mean an email? I don't think so. Um, I think we get text messages, just as many. Click here to you know go to that site, and it's a spoof site, and they're asking you to put in your debit card information. Um, I can't think of another example off the top of my head. Uh, the other two would be, uh, there's two more that are at least becoming more common, especially with, again, from the work from home um, and whatnot. Uh, there's smishing, like, Lisa mentioned, which is just SMS phishing, um, sending the text message portraying to be someone else to get you to click that link or respond, um, or vishing, which is just voice phishing, um, is them calling portraying to be someone else. So wh- however it comes to you, if somebody is just trying to get you to fork over something or enter something, unless you've like really been able to verify that this is a, a legitimate request, just don't do it. Right. Um, okay, so... We've learned, you know, kind of what different types of phishing are, right? It comes from all these different um, sources. They're pretending to be somebody legitimate. They're asking for information or asking you to click a particular thing. Um, how do people protect themselves? You know, so th- this stuff's coming in all the time. Like legitimate things do come to my uh, email account saying, hey, it's time to update your card. I'm like, ah, sometimes my card does expire and I do have to update that. So I can't just ignore every single one of these. How do I start to tell the difference between what's legitimate and what's not? Um, you just really have to take your time, I would say, um, reviewing, especially as a phishing side of things, as far as emails, you really want to review the sender, uh, make sure, you know, a lot of times it might say this is Market Savings Bank, but you look at the email address and it's, you know, a different email address, or it could be an email address that's spelled wrong to try to catch you not looking quick enough. Um, you just really want to take your time and review things. Um, you know, the biggest thing I try to tell people is, does this make sense? Um, you should really pause and really think about it for a second. Um, you know, was I expecting this email from Lisa or did she out of the blue tell me, hey, I need you to wire this money out today immediately? Now, there's no real reason for her to do that to me. So obviously I'm going to question that. But that's the type of tactics they want to do is just to pressure you into doing that before thinking. Yeah, I've seen uh, or I've heard of some of these. It hasn't happened to me, but like uh, someone gets an email. It looks like it's coming from the company they work for. And it's the CEO and they say, hey, I need you to go pick up these gift cards uh, and you know, email back the numbers on, on the card. And you're just applying some simple reasoning and thinking, would the CEO ever ask me to pick up gift cards? And like, probably not, right? So a lot of that, like, simple, does this make sense? Right. And, uh, you know, to give a quick example, um, I actually just helped someone with one that actually fell for a fake Microsoft scam. Um, they clicked the link, let them download into their com- – or sign into their computer, register it. Um, and they said there was a virus and they needed – I don't remember what it was – $200 to remove that virus. Um, 
and they asked for $200 in Target gift cards. Now, would Microsoft, A, really yeah. even know and care if you have a virus on your computer and spend the time to get into everybody's computer? But B, would they really want a Target gift card? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. One of the multi-billion dollar corporations, do they really, are they really so hard up? They need 20 bucks in a gift card at Target? Um, no, it's a, it's a great point. Just applying kind of that simple reasoning. Um, it seems like uh, you know, it's, I might not even always be the target, right? So when we think about the, uh, uh, the fishing efforts people are doing, maybe I'm just maybe an intermediary. So we could think of, uh, somebody saying, oh, you know, update my direct deposit, uh, for my, uh, work to this new account. Well, if the person entering that information didn't take the time to verify that that was a legitimate request from the employee, maybe I just tricked the person in the business into directing my pay into somebody else's account. Right. So it brings up a really good part point. And what I'm hearing in the in the banter back and forth is a lot of these things, somebody else is initiating this contact with a person. So it's coming from the outside in. So what I tell people when they're calling me having these problems is let's just take a pause and let's go to the legitimate login. Let's Google and find the legitimate net Netflix page or the bookmarked link that you had and sign into that or call them and say, right, when you're getting these emails from somebody, uh, any time of initiation, don't give out your credentials. Don't drop everything and try to do that. Like Scott said, take a pause. Let's just reason through it. If I'm initiating the call to Netflix and they ask me for some information and then we update, then that's one thing because I know I'm in control of that situation. So we have to start thinking in those terms too. Just because somebody else is telling me to do something doesn't mean I have to jump I, in. I, I think that's a great that. a great recommendation. You get an email and they say they're from Netflix. You get an email and they say they're from Amazon. Don't click the links in the email. Just go to Amazon, log into your account like you always would, and see if you actually do need to update your credit card. Um, I think that's a great recommendation. So, um, you know, we've been talking about being proactive, paying attention, identifying these problems. But let's say that somebody listening or, you know, somebody in the future falls for one of these scams. What do you recommend that they do? Uh, well, depending on what kind of uh, scam they fell for, what they gave away. Um, obviously, if it's credit card or debit card, you're going to contact your bank immediately. If you gave away enough information, you're going to contact your local police and open a, a police case um, to get that police number um, and case number. Um, and if it, we go back to the uh, situation that I mentioned with Microsoft getting into your PC, or I said Microsoft getting into your PC, um, you're going to want to wipe that machine. You're going to have to talk to someone that, if you don't have the knowledge um, to take care of that, you you can't, you know, I guess just think that they're done and off your computer. We don't know what they installed in the background. So it's kind of like make a list of the things that now you've got to double check the locks on. Yeah. Maybe you're updating your passwords. Maybe you're going to uh, request from your bank that they send a new debit card. Just anything that you might have to renew because the information uh, that maybe you let you let get out there. Is now it's got to be updated. It's got to be replaced, and that might be the only way to lock everything down. And certainly, do that if you're using the same password for everything. You shouldn't be doing that in the first place. But you know, go change all those. So I think a lot of people perceive phishing scams as something that um, you know maybe they're trying to take advantage of senior citizens who aren't as familiar with tech, right? They're not as familiar with SMS and with w what you might do uh, in response to an email or, or attachments, but. Uh, it seems like people more and more are falling for this at, at, at any age, right? Because the scammers are getting really good at using the tech too. So you can tell us a little bit about who is falling for this? Who are the targets? 
you know, you know, it's it's really everybody now. Um, it's advanced in such a way. Um, it's not the old days of it was just the Nigerian prince. I need a million dollars and I'll send you back three million. Um, the technology is advanced. They're spoofing better. They're faking emails better. They're creating better scams. Um, and a lot of these are very, very legitimate um, to the point where, you know, certain experts aren't sure and they have to actually put in what we call a sandbox, uh, which is a safe environment to open something to test it without hurting your main machine. So even the professionals who do this are occasionally saying, wow, it, this is actually unclear. I'm going to have to test it. Absolutely. I mean, they, they've gotten that sophisticated. So don't think that just because your kids are good on an iPad that they're not going to fall for this or that they'll be able to pick up on it because the scammers know that overconfidence is probably a weakness. Right. Absolutely. Is identity theft a problem here? Are they, are they, are they are people just trying to get some money or are they trying to steal a lot more information about me and then pose as me? Um, I would say it varies um, from scam to scam. Um, some might be going for identity theft. Um, some might already have some information about you. They're looking for that last piece. Um, some are just looking for a quick payday. They want a quick transfer of money over or you know, you to send that Target gift card over. Uh, so it, it really varies from side to side. Um, and a point I wanted to add to Lisa that I kind of thought of is a, a second set of uh, eyes is always good. If you ever have a question, have someone that maybe might have more knowledge of you or at least someone else look at it and think, you know, if, does this look right to you um, if there is ever that question? Um, so that all makes a lot of sense to me. Um, it sounds like people uh, maybe just need to go a little slower check address lines, log in at the site, you know, themselves before making any changes from a link in an email. Don't open an attachment you weren't expecting. Certainly don't give anybody information that uh, you don't feel is like really immediately necessary that you haven't verified and or somebody else hasn't verified. Um, now, obviously, this is not the only kind of scam. So this has been great information from two experts at Marquette. If you would like to stay up to date on the latest local and national scams, then we recommend visiting Marquette's Fraud Protection Center at marquettesavings.bank. Subscribe to the Your Money Counts podcast so you can get episodes when they're released. And please write us a review. The Your Money Counts podcast is brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank, an equal housing lender and member FDIC. Mm-hmm.